You're listening to Ember Weekend, your recap of all things Ember. This is episode 58. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson, and we're here to keep you in the Ember Run Loop. We're broadcasting from Hashrocket HQ, and this week's episode is called Get With The Times. And that's a reference to the EmberJS Times that uh, Locks on the learning team just started up. Uh, the first uh, issue was just released on May 3rd. Yeah, and the uh, the intro paragraph of this is is kind of describing how it's different than Ember Weekly, which uh, which I'm sure is everyone's question when they they see a new um, newsletter come out that is attempting to do you know news style things. Uh, and uh, there's a really good explanation of why this might be better uh, suited for a different purpose kind of thing, uh, where basically this is more for the core learning team to kind of give information about. Uh, core teams, uh, things that are officially coming down the pipeline, new RFCs and the like, uh, and things that are officially associated with the learning team. Uh, whereas Ember Weekly is more uh, a broader thing to to capture a lot of things that are happening in the Ember community. Uh, so it definitely um, it definitely fills a different uh, purpose, and I think uh, I think it's really it's really cool. The first one talks a lot about. Um, issue triaging, which I think, uh, first off, there's some heroic efforts uh, being done to triage issues in Ember. The Ember JS team has a um, has a really great uh, track record with uh, is- dealing with issues quickly and uh, and getting a quick turnaround. Uh, so there's a lot of talk about that, and there's in- including a new uh, a new channel in the Ember JS Slack for Dev issue triage. Yeah, and there's also some uh, information here about how the guides are being updated and the website. Uh, and I think this is going to be a really good uh, resource for people who want to just know what the core teams are up to or the, the sub teams and the core team um, and, you know, information about like what the minutes say, kind of just things that are not quite blog posts on EmberJS.com, um, but are kind of worthy of, of knowing if you're, you know, part of a large Ember team. Yeah, uh, I definitely I definitely really enjoy the idea of this uh, this newsletter. And I think uh, Lox is going to do an amazing job. Um uh, as as we've come to expect <laughs> from from him with all his help in uh, the Slack, I'm sure this will become a resource that will really help people uh, stay in the loop and you know help out when they can and learn about what's being done. So over the past few weeks, Mike North has been posting a lot about uh, an issue that is kind of near and dear to Chase and I, uh, and that is uh, the Peep Stack. Talking about how uh, what is oh my goodness, it's like Phoenix, Elixir, Ember, and Postgres. Right, right. Yeah, the peep stack always gets me confused. Which, which, which order are the E's? Is it is it Ember first? Does Ember get first billing, or is it yeah, Elixir? It's, it's definitely Elixir because it's it's like uh, yeah, because Phoenix and Elixir have so much to do with each other. Why would you separate them by Ember? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying like Ember. Seems weird, though, cool. right? Because at that point, wouldn't the Postgres be first, and then the Elixir, and then the Phoenix, and then the Ember? Like you're going from like the most back end thing to the most front end thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, well, either way, um, it's really interesting, and uh, this this is a really in depth blog post. I wish this existed about two months ago, or maybe three months ago, when we started doing uh, our Phoenix and uh, and um, an Ember app. Uh, for Ember Weekend that we discussed at length, <laughs> at, at way too much length, uh, last week. Um, right, so thanks a lot, Mike. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That that uh, would have been so helpful. No, but this is a great blog post uh, series about um, some of the patterns that you have to do and some really good patterns um, on how to uh, build a peep stack application. I think the the first thing that uh, that uh, that he does in the, in the post is to set up a CI uh, with... You know, uh, Ember, fast boot in front of the Ember app with Phoenix there. So you know, as tests are written, uh, which TDD is a focus on the on the uh, on these blog posts, which is really really great to see. 
Um, I don't know. It's just a lot of really great patterns. Um, he similarly has some uh, some uh, dislike of some of the you know device style like auth plugins in Ruby and Rails specifically, where uh, they kind of do everything and you have to kind of fight around it. And there's there's a there's a lot more. Uh, it's really really in depth, and I think uh, I think it's a super asset for people who are trying to get up and running uh, with the latest and greatest tech. And also these posts are only on like, I think five out of seven. So he's got like the future two posts already planned out. So the next one that's scheduled, it looks like it's going to be on contextual components. Uh, and I think there are also some, some animations and stuff. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I really think that you should bookmark the, uh, there, we're going to set, set a link that is basically the medium series for, uh, it's, I think it's medium.com slash peep stack. And, uh, and it has all of the articles listed, uh, and you could just go into them and, and see where they're at. Um, did a few things differently than our app, uh, which was really cool to see the decisions that he made that were different than uh, our experience in the same space, because emberweekend.com is now on the peep stack, specifically around like uh, cores headers. We used a different plug. We, I think you, you hand rolled your own auth. Is that correct? Yeah, but now I'm looking at uh, Guardian and um, like definitely the auth we're doing is, uh, I mean, it's secure tokens and all, but uh, I had to do a little bit of work and I'm obviously not handling every possible case. And it, it, it like he was saying, it is decent. It is, Elixir is easy enough to just roll your own authentication. Um, I didn't end up even using Guardian. So, but I am using a, a, a library to get the token securely generated. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really, it's really cool. Uh, like I said, it's really great to read through those and see the differences in our, in ours versus his. And, uh, I actually think that I kind of want to set up a CI now because, uh, that, that is actually one of my personal gripes about deployment right now. So I'm probably going to go back and, and utilize some of this myself on the Ember weekend site. So, uh, once again, this is a great, uh, this is a great resource for exploring the peep stack and Mike North is doing an amazing job uh, generating these things. So recently, Jeffrey Biles finished his book called Build Pac-Man, uh, which is uh, partly Ember, but it's also heavily Canvas and just things like that, like uh, new HTML5, uh, ES6 syntax and stuff. Yeah, we were lucky enough to talk to Jeffrey at EmberConf about this, and he kind of described how much of, a, of, a, of an effort this was to put together. And um, now uh, we, I think we snagged it this morning, and I've read a few chapters of it, and I totally understand why. It's super in-depth. Uh, and it's it's like a top-down way to go through learning how to build a game. So during this process, he goes over things even as simple as like just talking about let and, you know, modules and, you know, basically like assuming not much information about the ecosystem and then literally going through each one of these things uh, throughout the course of this and describing each one and really great analogies. Uh, one of the analogies that really struck me that I thought was great was describing how scoping works. And to describe how scoping works, he was saying, uh, you know, say you walk into a room and you say, I'm going to sit on the couch. Well, you don't have to distinguish between all the millions of couches out there because you're in the living room. So you're in the living room scope. So it's obvious that you're, you know, you're, you're talking about the couch in that living room. And I thought that was really cool. And I think that analogy, uh, he, he gives a, a few different examples of how you might think about scope. And I thought that was really a very clever way to think about it. Um, so once again, you know, it's this like kind of outside in approach to developing a video game using Ember and you know, HTML5, JS, and Canvas. Yeah, and there's a, there's an awesome story that's going along with this the whole time. So interspersed are these, these like, real-life Pac-Man stories, uh, which are just really good writing, too. Like Yeah, like it reminds me of, like, an anime style, like, like kind of gritty, but, like, I don't know. It's, it's like, war-torn Pac-Man universe. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. 
Yeah, I'm thinking like uh, like Rambo meets Maze Runner or something. <laughs> That's a really good one. Um, but yeah, no, I, those are really great and they are super engaging. So I, I think I got to the chapter three already and I, you know, that was just during the research for the show. And, uh, and I was just like totally captured by that. And then it, and it leads from there into, um, really good, uh, examples that are, you know, really helping with the understanding of, of how the Ember ecosystem, JavaScript and Canvas might be used to, to create a game. So, uh, definitely couldn't recommend this book highly enough. I think it's like the recommended donation is like um, like $9 or the minimum is $9. So it's a pretty affordable book. It's a huge endeavor and uh, I'm super excited about it. I'm going to probably finish it tonight, <laughs> honestly. Um, so yeah, thanks Jeffrey. And uh, yeah, go out and check the book out. So a few weeks ago on the Ember.js blog, it was mentioned that base URL is being deprecated. Um, so um, most people that I've talked to haven't been using this, but um, every now and then you do find someone that is using it. Uh, it'd be useful for something where you're hosting an Ember app uh, at like a nested URL. So you have something like slash blog slash, and then now your Ember app lives there at index.html. Um, and this is something you would set in order for things like image assets and things to load correctly because they're not... If you if you reference an image that was at the root level, now the root level is different. It's at like slash blog slash rather than just root. Um, so there's various reasons for why you use this, but it was it's always been um, a thorn. Like uh, many times, I've heard Steph Pinner mention this, uh, talking about how how many problems they have with this. There's uh, it causes problems with SVGs because SVGs can actually link in other images and other SVGs. Um, there's problems with CSS because um, the the asset rewrite and things that happen in there in order to get this to work. Um, so it's it's going away. Um, there's a guide on how to upgrade your app if you are using this. So check it out if it's something you're using. Thanks for listening to Ember Weekend. If you'd like to follow along, visit us at emberweekend.com. Or you can find us at Ember Weekend, all one word, on Twitter or subscribe via RSS. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson. And we'll see you next weekend.